0: Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. This is Murrayfield. It is late on a Friday night. Edinburgh have beaten Connacht by 17 points to 10. Connacht have got a losing bonus point from nowhere really. That's a positive overall though well beaten. Plenty of negatives as well. On this week's show, William Davis, welcome along. Good evening. Lindy McKenzie, welcome along. Evening Rob. I don't know where to start so let's start at the end. A point.
1: Well, I think after 60 minutes, you would be very glad to go home from Edinburgh with a point.
0: Yeah. When uh, Shane De La Hunt was about to be sin-binned, I've been saying this a few times now, off-air, off but I said it on-air as well, and uh, wherever said, try or no try, and if it's not a try, number 16 pull down the ball. Connick had done that three times. He was definitely heading for the sin bin. Uh, as it turned out, De La Hunt doesn't gets in, bin. Connick concede to try and I think I said to you it'd be better off if this try is given because Connick will still have 15 men and maybe a chance of coming back and they did yeah. I'm an oracle <laughs> maybe not but you get my point
2: uh, yeah look it's interesting um, Edinburgh were 17 points up in Belfast last week they switched off a bit, they, they made a few changes Connick made a few changes, brought players on and Connick's bench had more there was more of a reaction when they came on and they worked very, very hard during the game, but the penalty count against them is horrific. Uh, and as you far have it,
0: no fault with it?
2: I have no fault with it at all. I think Connacht were hanging on a lot of the time. They couldn't deal with the physicality. Uh, Edinburgh were exactly what I expected them to be, uh, and Connacht had a problem with it, and that's someone they'll have to learn from. They'll have to look at, look at the problems. You can't keep giving away penalties. They, they didn't really fire a shot in the first half at all. They didn't fire much of a shot in the first 20 minutes of the second half, but then they got their chance. Uh, a better side than Edinburgh would have put that game away just on the amount of possession and the field position. And a point they will regard as very good.
0: Yeah, and Edinburgh, on the other hand, will feel like he has a point dropped there, Lindley, because of the amount of possession and territory they had. I, so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there could have been more trials. Look, at the end of the day, I think Richard Cockerell is just, Edinburgh just
1: delighted to actually have... Fun. Their first points on the board. He was relieved,
0: I'd say. He was very angry, and we're going to get to that in the post-game chats. Uh, very angry at the officiating. Wanted more yellow cards against Connacht. Felt like they were trying to kill the game. But at the same time, he must have been so relieved at that full-time whistle because he did admit he was worried in those closing stages. Oh, and and he had any ever he had every right to be yeah. when you you have such
1: domination in a game for 60 minutes, and you're only really 17 points ahead and then you 17-7 seven and then 17-10 you know one try and it, and it would have been a draw and they still wouldn't have had their first one of the season so he had every right to be especially after last week obviously as well you know that was that's height that heightens the possibility that they could have possibly lost or drawn that match but look I think it, they came here and they did exactly really what Conant did to Zebra last week they shut them out, they shut Connett out in, in, in that first half. And quite frankly, Connett's defense was absolutely outstanding. And when you have to defend like that, there are times when you might be bordering on you know, offenses. But at the end of the day, I thought Connett's defense, if, if the one positive I thought from today was Connett's defense, and the fact that they did come back and they kept their head, and this, the replacements really came in. I thought it a great time because they really did add
0: impetus to the entire to the, to the fixture. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think there's some brilliant defending in there and I think Richard Cockrell's attitude afterwards William, as we're going to hear is pretty much any good defending from Connick was just down to the fact that they were negative. You know, he's, he's 100% absolutely certain that there was only one team trying to play rugby and the other team were absolutely trying to kill it all the time. We kind of tend to understand where he's coming from but we don't think he's uh, we think he's going a bit far. You know, there's a, he's, he's gone way too far but you can understand the concept of what he wants to see which is if there's a consecutive series of penalties teams need to be more punished and I think we'd all like to see that in the game.
2: Well that's what we're told is supposed to happen.
0: Andy Friend said afterwards he was expecting something to come. Like he didn't he had no fault with what what do you say about the Jared Butler penalty? Look, he, he knocked the arm, they're trying to protect the scrum off and anyways there was a series of penalties at that point. It's very honest when they kind of code.
2: Yeah, it is honest and he's he's better off not to, to, to try to walk away from that because that's that's a systems failure on their part. Giving away penalties is a is a systems failure. Mm. You have to you don't want to give away penalties. Mm. So they had got themselves into that situation. Jared Butler made a decision, took one for the team. Really, almost
0: got an amazing turnover after a Kyle Godwin tackle that was outrageously good.
2: Yeah, but you know the referee spotted it, or the TMO, or the linesman, or somebody spotted it in slow motion. It was correct, so you just have to accept that. Um, I'm more concerned about the issue with the physicality. That the, 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 that that really is a problem because sides are going to think that that's now the way. To get at Connacht. They couldn't cope. They, they struggled in the scrum. They had to take Conan O'Donnell off in the first half. Tough on him, but the right decision. That's what coaches are there for. They have to make decisions. This let's wait till half time. And then the next thing is let's give him five minutes in the second half. That had they had to do it. They just had to make the decision. They did it. It strengthened up a little bit, but they they were at the breakdown area. They were competitive, but they were under pressure. Edinburgh were and most of the time were fairly okay on their own ball. And I would basically say, I think, guys at Edinburgh are missing. They're, they're, they were they were playing a limited game plan. It's okay, it's the only time one team won to play rugby. Edinburgh weren't trying to play an awful lot of rugby, but it was winning rugby in the end.
0: Okay, here's some atmosphere from the game. And following on from that, we're going to hear from Andy French. danger here for Connacht now scrum time this is an odd game William 10 nil to Edinburgh Connacht have just been hanging on and hanging on and hanging on and you just get the feeling if they somehow manage to survive and score next Edinburgh will get worried but otherwise Edinburgh should see this through at some point once they get the next score
2: well you would think that but I'm, I'm going to say Belfast last week when they led 20, 23-6 but okay. <laughs> uh, that was a different game of rugby that was a totally different game of rugby this, is, this has been very uh, average fair to be honest
0: here it comes 5 metre line out for Edinburgh and they know and everyone knows how important it is that they convert here if they do they can take a lot of pressure off themselves a little bit of movement Gilchrist to target Connacht choose not to challenge they just try to get that counter uh, shove on and get that defensive ball in position Edinburgh are set they are about to go over the line now Connacht are doing their best here they go can they get the touchdown have uh, they finally scored Well, I crowd feel like he signalled a try there
2: not a very definite signal let's just formal. have
0: a listen in unclear so we're we going to get a Timo situation no clear there's sign of a try very, there Try yes or no it's the call and they've seen something so right we couldn't see it but let me tell you from a Connick perspective it mightn't be the worst thing that they awarded the try because had that been a penalty it would have been just inevitably a try coming and it would have been a sin bin for Shane Delahunt such is the way rugby works he's got away with that now a Connick it's damage limitation from here. 20 minutes to go, 62% possession. After 60 minutes of rugby belongs to Edinburgh, 67% to territory. They have 333 metres gained with ball in hand, 264 metres for Connacht. So when you put all those stats together, complete domination and the scoreboard reflects it. 17-0, two tries for Edinburgh. They'll be thinking bonus point in the last 20 minutes. Connacht still believe. Long delay for an injury, is it? Yeah, it looks to be. But uh, Everton set and Connacht are just taking their time walking into this line-out. Very patient for Ian Davis to let them do that.
2: Yeah, he's just maybe pushing them on a bit now. Connick need to, this need this is so crucial. This this is an opportunity from nothing.
0: Della Hunt to throw into a line out is going to be tough to secure. Gavin Thornbury has got it. Connick have got the line out. They're all of ten meters or so from the Edinburgh line as they're trying to maul in. They've got an advantage coming their way. This is a whole change of momentum. But they're 17-0 down. Aki is the uh, first receiver in field, cutting the pass from Blade. All changed then, as you can see from Connacht, in terms of the replacements. Another carry, Colby Faenga with the carry. Another pick and go at the fringe, Gavin Tornbury with that pick and go. An advantage to Connacht. Will Edinburgh just infringe again because they have nothing to lose? Off to Tornbury's carry, Faenga again. Out it comes. Is it on? A long pass out to Adia Loken It's gone over two Edinburgh defenders and Adia Loken scampers over the line. He seems to have scored. He has. Connacht, somehow, against all the odds, against the run of the play, have had one chance and have taken it.
2: Well, that came from a bit of Edinburgh stupidity. A fabulous kick by Jack Carty, who went for it. He didn't try to, he made sure he got every single metre out of the kick. And they Edinburgh sort of panicked at the, at the drive. Connacht have five points on the board.
0: Six seconds to go, last play. Will Edinburgh just take a tap here, William, and uh, kill the game?
2: I think that's what he's asking.
0: Yeah, if you just tap it and kick it out. And I think Connacht will take that. That's the end of the game. Edinburgh have hung on. Edinburgh win 17 points to 10.
1: We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at connachtlan.com. Membership is only ten euro and includes a member's gift, exclusive
0: merchandise, and much more. Go to connectclan.com for all your supporting needs. Andy, first of all, you got a bonus point out of a situation where it didn't look likely.
3: Yeah, it didn't look good at seven eight nil, but uh, I, you know we just talked about it downstairs in the shed. I thought the the fight and the character of the boys at the end there to fight back and get that bonus point was impressive. We didn't want to be in that position. We put ourselves in that position. Um, so to come away uh, with that bonus point, I suppose, given the, the first 40 minutes is pretty fair result.
0: That first 40 minutes, is that as disappointing as you've seen if you had in the precinct as well in terms of from your team?
3: Yeah, it, yeah, it was. You know, we, um, we were down, I think the penalty count was 11, 11 to 1. I, I don't know what the possession was, but it suggests it was probably around 80%. Um, to, to Edinburgh and when we had the ball we didn't look after it and we didn't, didn't execute the way we wanted to so to be only 10-0 down at half time I thought we we're, were pretty lucky
0: In terms of possession there was a lot of times Connick kind of possibly were trying to create something with little kicks when maybe territory was more important Would you overanalyse that or how would you look at those situations?
3: Yeah we need to look at uh, yeah, we, we want to be a team that expresses themselves and we need to um, you know, we don't want to take that flair out of the boys, but at the same time, there's a balance with that. I thought uh, last week we found that balance very well, um, and tonight we, we potentially got that wrong.
0: That piece was a real issue, and we were very strong there, put a lot of pressure on the scrum.
3: Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, you know, they they got some wily old characters in that front row, and I thought uh, they were clever there, and uh, a good learn for our blokes. And you know, we talked about that at, at, again after the game. Then, so just got to make sure. You know, these losses they hurt but you got to make sure you get something out of it and and uh, to me the key thing is just the learns the little learns and make sure you don't make those errors again.
0: What was the difference in the last 20 minutes from a Connick perspective?
3: Well it, we got possession you know I think uh, we managed to, to get some stability there in the set piece and uh, we managed to look oh, after the ball a little bit better um, we knew in the first day we knew they were going to come at us with a big forward pack, big strong forward pack and if we could hold the ball and and move them around uh, we'd probably nullify a bit of that forward pack but um, we didn't, we couldn't hold the ball um, and we kept getting penalised and we kept marching them up the field and, and you know, they went from scrum to maul to maul to another penalty and uh, we played into their hands a bit. In that last 20 minutes, we were actually able to move the ball and move them around a bit and it helped us.
0: Richard's frustrated with some of the officiating, feels like maybe you could have been penalised more. What was your perspective on that?
3: No, he's entitled to that view. Mm-hmm.
0: And overall, like, are you happy enough that like seven points isn't a bad return, I guess? Would you look at that perspective? Would you look at the points tally right now and say, considering the disappointment, we still have a lot of points on the
3: table? Yeah, we got those points, and that's you, know, you, you need them, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, from ours, you know, we're, we're in there saying, well, you know, we, we had opportunities there at the, right at the end of the game to, to potentially get a draw, too, and we didn't execute when we needed to. So uh, there's no one happy down there, the fact that we got a bonus point. Uh, we wanted more than that. Um, but the most important thing now is we get ourselves right for Scarlets next weekend at the Sports Ground, and looking forward to host them. Yeah, you know we worked hard on the defence this year. Pete Wilkins uh, has done a great job in my view, and um, and defence uh, is a direct reflection of attitude and character. And you know, we got a lot of that in the team, and that's really impressive. Yeah, I don't know whether we're outmastered, we're probably outsmarted there. You know, there's a lot goes on in that front row, um, and we're up against a pretty pretty smart character there in, in WP. So uh yeah a great lesson for conan uh, i thought pete mckay when he came on too good lessons for him that you know they're two um conan's a young developing prop pete's been around a little bit longer but still developing there um so really important that they take those lessons and, and we make sure we're we're better from that experience
0: that was andy friend linley you know fairly pragmatic in his assessment i kind of he agreed with me that it was it was probably one of the weaker 40 minutes they had done so far obviously i'm leading that point, but you can't really find a worse 40 minutes in pre-season or in, in the season so far than Connick producing the first half. You know, Edinburgh played a key part in that, but uh, he did take some positives from the way they came back.
1: Yeah, and, and and he should. I think, you know, we don't, but you talk about the scrums and the fact that we had difficulty in the scrums, but I personally don't know exactly what happens in the scrums, and I'm sure a lot of people don't exactly know, but when he was asked that question, he did say that he he thought it was some wily some yeah. wily front row players from Edinburgh. So, you know, you do feel sorry for Conan O'Donnell. He says that's a learning that the young fellas are going to have to take and they'll probably go back and they'll analyse what actually was happening there and how to deal with it. Remember, you had Dennis Buckley who was a, who was a late withdrawal and Dennis is a little bit more wily um, as the Edinburgh and he might know how to what to do or what to change or what to fix something. But... Unfortunately for Conan, he's he's a young fella who's who's been around a while, but he's he's not hugely experienced. So, you know, I'm not really sure, as I say, what happens exactly was happening there. But I don't think I don't think Andy Friend was overly overly worried about it or, or overly worried that it wasn't something that could be fixed.
0: Yeah, well, he certainly didn't get a, come a, didn't come across there, but
2: you're concerned. Yeah, I'm just concerned about how hard, I've said this before, how hard they have to work to get the ball back and how hard they have to work in the tackle area. Edinburgh looked more comfortable, I'm not saying they played particularly brilliantly, but they did look more comfortable. And it's, it's this
0: a- was this game against a top six side. We're wondering, are we possibly on the fringes of top six if we have an amazing season? But tonight, like, we fell short and did well to scrape
2: something from it. The key the key really is, you know, if you can win your home games and pick up a point here and a point there and an away win, that's how you keep yourself competitive. So they've actually got something out of this game. They've got a tangible out of it. Uh, and next week, the Scarlets will bring something different. It'll be in Galway, so is a different, different dynamic. But they're probably going to... They're a more skillful side. They're a side that really does try to play... A fast attacking game. They they are going to test you in different areas. They're going to test you out wide, yeah. um, and if it's a dry day and and they get their hands on the ball, they'll test you. So it's it's there is a learning curve, but I, I just feel a better side than it, a really a better side than Edinburgh. It's they had so much possession, so much field possession, uh, and I, Side in
0: Edinburgh aren't complaining about the refereeing right now because they would have got the job. Though. Yes,
2: they wouldn't have even noticed.
0: And, and one man who isn't and probably in agreement with me on that and certainly is complaining about the referee is richard cockerel big thanks to bbc scotland for this little bit of audio well
2: delighted to say that uh, richard cockerel joins us now big smile on his face you said beforehand richard this is a game we need to win or must win and you got there in the end
4: yeah, no, it, um, it's it's a good a good win for us, um, but a bit frustrating because we were I thought we were the positive team when we actually tried to play, um, and you know. Um, so I'm pleased for the four four points, but you know, Connacht came and made it hard for us. They made everything very messy. Penalty count of 15 to four, um, and probably didn't get the reward from the referee that we deserved. So. Um, you know, if we, if we got, teams are going to be positive and try and play and actually put pressure on teams, I expect the officials to, to referee properly, and I, I certainly don't think he did that tonight.
2: You had a 17-point lead midway through... The second half, that's what you had last week as well, of course. Was that yep. going through your mind at all?
4: No, not really, because I thought, you know, we were in control of the game for most parts of it, you know, but you know that Connor have got good rugby in them and when they decided to play, they, they actually put us under some pressure. But, you know, when we scored the second try, the referee's going to the TMO, he's saying that their 16's pulled it over. There's already been 13 penalties given away that player's got to go to the bin, you know, because it's negative play and you can't just keep letting teams get away from it. Um, you know, we don't get a replay when, for the first yellow card, when it's a comp- clear line break to to, to giving a penalty away. Is it a penalty trial? Well, we don't know because the referee can't see any vision of it. So, you know, the credibility of these things has got to improve quickly because um, tonight, and the, well, the last three weeks, the, the officiating's just not been not, uh, up to standard and and, and it's hurting us. Um, and, you know, my job is to, is to make sure that people stick up for Edinburgh and unfortunately um, because it's Edinburgh we don't we nobody seems to want to want to actually look at it and rectify it because it, and it's just not good enough.
2: In your opinion what has to be done then?
4: Well we have to referees that referee the law and actually make sure that these things are done properly and you know l- last week um, you know we, we get marginal decisions at the end where you could have given it and you couldn't well the first try at Ulster while well, it's crossing and it comes back, yeah, that's crossing, it should have been your penalty. Mm-hmm. Now, all those things, the week before at Osprey's, the last penalty from the line-out, yeah, they pulled it down, it should have been a yellow card and penalty to you. The game-deciding moments, and you know, for me, this is the straw that broke the camel's back, they send you know a referee here, and it was just a mess, wasn't it? It wasn't a spectacle, it just ruined it for everybody, because you know one team comes to play, one team doesn't, and the referee doesn't um, act and, and control the game as well as he should now. So... What are the consequences for him? I know what it is for us. We don't get a bonus point or we struggle to get a win, um, and it's a really messy game. So, you know, we're under pressure as coaches and the team to perform. Um, are the officials the same? I don't know.
0: Big thanks to BBC Scotland there. Just listening in on some of uh, Richard Cockrell's thoughts. Really interesting, good interactions. Great show. Love listening to it. I love their post game analysis. And, and I was just saying, leaving aside before we get to Richard Cockrell just love the way they build a really good narrative around the content and that's what we try to do as well it's really important that there's more talk around the Pro 14 I, I love the new Pro 14 show that's on uh, Air Sports with Murray Kinsella on it really good show as well we need more of that
2: yeah they, 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 they do they have to uh, they have to push and push I mean look they made a decision to go mostly to behind the paywall TV and it was put to me this evening that that has not really worked here at the moment. The subscriptions aren't being picked up. It's a problem in the UK that people maybe in Ireland don't realise is that Sky, BT, all the rest don't have the sort of penetration that subscription television has in Ireland. Ah, uh, yeah, interesting. It's, it's. I mean, we, we're a huge take-up. We're, we're a huge take-up, and we, we, we've been taking it up now for 28 years. People have been sticking up satellite dishes, and they get it down their cable. And it's slightly different here. People just assume, BBC will have that, or ITV will have it, or whatever, and then they have to you have to go out and almost resell it. So it'll be very interesting just to see how that pans out uh, over time.
0: I, I should have mentioned earlier you've been listening to a lawnmower for ages I'm delighted it switched off but uh, it feels like the summer here with the, the lawnmowers on the go they're cutting the pitch before the lights go off yeah Lindley, bigger picture let's get back to Richard Cockrell there we've kind of talked about it enough already but look I, I think we don't need to get too wound up uh, about how the opposition coach is going to view it kind of can't change that and you you heard Andy Friend's response to my question about it very very short and sweet yeah look at at the end of the day
1: it's we, you don't worry too much about the opposition once it's, the game is played you know you do your homework a little bit planned. and remember Andy Friend is, is very big on concentrating more about Connett than looking too lot, much yeah. at the opposition which is an interesting uh, it was yeah. also a new facet that he takes but I think Connor have to look at themselves today as well they made huge amounts of mistakes they knocked on the <laughs> ball and there were, it's a wee possession when just when things were looking yeah some of the kicking wasn't some of the kicking was like straight down the throats of, of you know the opposition who, who just like to run on those open spaces you know and so they do have to look at themselves and they'll have to look at themselves and say well look okay fair enough knock-ons you know we all drop the ball that's understandable but at the same time, you know, you have to look at yourself to try to. If you stop those mistakes, and even Paul Boyle alluded to the the, the lot of personal errors that that players made, if you have to, you have to cut those out first before you can, you know, you have to seek perfection. So yes, it happens, but look at themselves first. Don't look at the opposition. Look at yourself.
0: You've, you have mentioned Paul Boyle. Why don't we listen to him we were chatting to him afterwards? Paul Boyle, uh, another really strong performance from yourself tonight, but I know you won't take much consolation for that because the group must be so disappointed.
5: No, there's no real consolation in that. Look, at the end of the day, it's a team sport, and when you come away with a loss like that and a, a, a loss in a game that you really think you could win, it's tough.
0: Andy Friend's very disappointed with that first 40 minutes. He feels it's probably one of the weakest 40 minutes he's have put in this season. Do, do, do you feel that as a group...
5: Well, I suppose you he could take positives from as well and that our D really held them out strong. And we've worked hard with Pete Wilkins, who's um, put in a lot of effort and is a really good coach. But then again, we just didn't have the ball. We gave away 11 penalties. And then when we did get the ball, it was just individual errors, whether it was a drop ball or a forward pass. It just, you can't win a game when you're giving them the ball that easily.
0: What makes Edinburgh so hard to kind of deal with and break
5: down but they're very well drilled in fairness to them, um, they just keep coming around the corner, big strong ball carriers. And then when those big strong ball carriers don't want it anymore, they put it out the back end of their space out wide because they've created kind of the go forward balling tight. So they're a tough team to play against
0: got an impact from your bench and you seem to be decide to finish stronger that's going to be a positive isn't it?
5: I suppose it is yeah but um, I suppose not, that wasn't really mentioned but a couple of lads that came on like Bundy obviously is going to make an impact off the bench Colby Fienga just over setting it in well and, and he's going to make an impact as well so look I suppose Monday now I'll, I'll be focused on scarlets.
0: What was the difference between Edinburgh and what you've experienced so far in terms of the intensity tonight? Did you feel it was a very different type of game?
5: It was, again, because we didn't have the ball. It was all defence-based. Um, usually, well, in all the pre-season games, against Glasgow, against um, uh, Zebra, yeah, <laughs> we, we had a lot of the ball, so we could actually express ourselves, but we just didn't get a chance today. We were living off scraps. Um, Edinburgh held on to the ball well, and we just couldn't get it back off them.
0: What's next week's going to be, look like for you guys how much will you be focused on trying to learn from this game and how quickly do you turn your attention to the Scarlet
5: Well like the loss against Glasgow I think Monday is going to be tough I think there will be a few harsh words had N- not even only from the coach but from the players as well Um we'll park that after the meeting we'll park that and focus fully on Scarlet's
0: an awful tough start to the season. One week after the next, the quality opposition is phenomenal.
5: Yeah, I know, it is tough, but look, it's quality opposition, that's what you want, that's what you're here for. You want to play against the best, so we're looking forward to it.
0: I heard you had most of your, a lot of your family over. They must be really excited from your experience in the last couple of weeks and being involved as much as you are.
5: Yeah, my dad actually loves coming. He only mentioned today, my mother's over as well, it was her first away game out uh, of travelling on a plane and stuff. So, she, in fairness, she's good at coming to games, but it's her first away one, so they, they were on a buzz. All
0: right, well, hard luck today and,
5: and keep it up. Thanks very much.
1: Just very briefly, Andy was talking about the lessons that were learn to be learnt from this match, particularly for the younger players. What, where do you see the lessons there?
5: There was a few wily characters now for Edinburgh. A couple of very experienced players. They were very well drilled. So, I suppose we'll look at cutting out our errors and seeing how we can break down a team that that, that is set well. So, bringing that into Scarlets, we'll have to we'll have to look at that.
1: How difficult being a number eight was it in that scrum?
5: Yeah, it's tough now, it is. It's tough controlling the ball and stuff, but to be honest, a lot of the time the ball didn't even get to me, so we'll have to look at that and, and, and focus and, and work hard on that this week, because we actually we do have a very good scrum. We actually pride ourselves on our scrum, so it was disappointing today.
0: The voice of Connacht's new rising star, Paul Boyle. Interesting fact about Paul Boyle that I discovered in a random conversation with a man in Ballonrobe. His granddad is from At League in Roscommon, and he was very happy to confirm that and uh, specifically said, hey, lads, delighted that you've uh, cottoned on to the link. And he's very proud of the link. Uh, he's always mentioned in his family. So uh, he's a bit of a Roscommon man at heart. No harm. We can claim that as well. Don't worry, Wexford listeners, we're not trying to take him away from the eider, But he was very, it's great to see how proud he is of that and, and any sort of identity to the team. He's really wrapped up in this cause, 21 years of age. He's a Connick Van Drew and Drew now. Oh, you can see it. You
1: can see it when you do an interview with him. He's he's an established member of this team. He's with so much older than he is. within a matter within a matter of weeks, he has now established himself as a key member of the Connett Senior Rugby Team. And let's face it, he does have captaincy qualities because he did captain the island under-20s. So he's a very capable speaker, delighted that... He's the one who pointed out as well tonight that, you know, when we said, mentioned about Ross Common that he's delighted to have that link with Connett. So he is, as he says himself, a Connett man. And he was talking about his family who came over this evening. And I yeah. think, did he say his mum doesn't travel very often to matches? Well, yeah, it's her first ever away game to follow him. So, yeah. yeah, but she was over here. So, you know, they've obviously taken to the Connacht cause as well and, you know,
0: more the merrier. Yeah, and it's it's like it's that great link. And Gory is a great rugby club as well. He came up through that club. They're a super club. I was down there featuring them back in my knock on.ie days and just really good rugby people. We love the fact that he was in the Leinster setup, that he was in the Irish setup, and the first chance he got coming to Connacht and just felt it was a good move for him. And we love the rewards that have come his way, both from playing with Buccaneers, first of all, and now the, the fruits of his labour here with him.
2: Yeah, he's done very well.
0: He was uh, good today, wasn't he?
2: He was good today. Uh, he just
0: to look good as number eight when the team's going backwards and he managed it.
2: Well, the thing is, he got an opportunity away to breathe and he seized it in a game we didn't see. But, you know, he played against breathe and he played against Wasps. And then I think, he must, I think he might have played a bit against Bristol. And then he just has rolled on and yeah. they've kept picking him. Um,
0: Robin Copeland's playing for the Eagles as we speak tomorrow. Um, he was the absolute nailed-on number eight, and of course Boyle came to six as well. But now you have competition,
2: which is great. That's a coach Not to
0: forget Owen McKeown, who was going well previously.
2: Yeah, and the, the thing about it is, for coaches, I mean, these games just roll around I mean, this game's over now. You'll go home tomorrow on the same plane as us. They'll be in analysing it and they'll get their video breakdowns and then on Tuesday they've got to start focusing on the Scarlets and they've Wednesday is, I think it might be the probably their down day, and then Thursday's training day, and Friday is Captain's Run and Saturday it's another game. It's just it's relentless. So you have to deal with everything very quickly. And apparently the thing with Paul Boyle is he's a very fast learner, he asks the right questions and to be fair to Andy Flynn very early in the season even before any of this happened he said age is no barrier it's what you're doing
0: and same with Conan O'Donnell 22 years age, very, very young for prop straight in at the same time very young prop if, if it's not going well for you I'm going to treat you the same way I treat a experienced player if it's not happening for you you're off very early on and, and he's going to learn that way uh, Lindley it's an awful run of fixtures though I mean how much do we focus on this because I just even during that commentary I just suddenly realised this is Edinburgh they were top six side they're Champions Cup side right and that, like, your way to them after having that take on Glasgow. Yeah, Zebre was a bit of a relief because they were poor and kind of got the job done against them. But what's to come? On, Scarlets, one of the best teams in the league. Leinster, one of the best teams in the league. And then you got to go to Ulster. One game at a
1: time, Rob. Yeah, I'm getting overawed. <laughs> it's an awful tough fixture list to start. It, it, look, it is an extremely tough fixture. List. What is a better one? I don't really know. But look, when you look at it, so many of the teams now in the in the Pro 14 are tough fixtures. That's that's it. You know? And all the scarlets though. <laughs> and uh, but what no, but if, I get your but point. Uh, but if you think all they're 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 all tough fixtures, and once upon a time, not so long ago, they would have dreaded sometimes coming to Connaught and playing on the sports ground too. Connaught have to make the sports ground. A, a fortress once again. It's it's important that teams come to Connaught and they are afraid, and I am afraid that they don't no no longer think that because they've seen these frailties over the last two years in Connaught, two seasons, and that's not such a fortress to come to anymore. So I think home matches are just so so key to the whole psychology of building up team morale and team confidence as well as the morale of the opponents who are coming
0: these are two huge games then william i mean the interpro is the interpro and they have a great record against leinster but it's going to be so tough but one game at a time Scarlets, massive game if they play well if they get some players back they'll need some players back they need to be you know bundyaki looks strong off the bench. You'd imagine he'd be heading towards starting next week, would he? Robin Copeland's got to come back in there, perhaps. How's he going to get in?
2: Yeah, well, we'll see how he goes for the Eagles tomorrow. They'll, they'll learn a lot from that. I mean, these, these Eagles fixtures are much better. This B&I Cup was a, was a, was a nonsense. No,
0: it's a great competition. We, we spoke to them in the airport this morning when they were heading out. I had a brief chat with Eric Elwood, uh, Mossy Lawler, Lindley was talking to them. Just brief chats, but the wider point is they're excited. They love the competition.
2: Yeah, they're playing at home now next Friday night in Athlone against Ospreys.
0: Right, and we're going to feature them, aren't
2: we? We are. We'll be covering that game on Galway Bay FM. Um, it's, just a, it's a better way to bring players back, waiting until Europe was going on for these. A lot of guys just standing around not playing any rugby. Now they're playing some, some high-class rugby. I think there will have to be some changes. The physicality of that, they'll know in a couple of days. I mean, that was a physical, hard, grinding Game and look they're ready to go again.
1: Of worry. I think I, I think the, the the Eagles team the new setup is absolutely brilliant for the development of the entire professional team. It's giving I mean it's giving the younger players opportunities to develop in a professional environment, go away on travels, dovetailing with the senior team. Crucially it's giving the senior players players like Robin Copeland, like uh, Tom McCartney there was about four or five senior players. Yeah,
0: Connor Carey was
1: there. Yeah, in there. James Mitchell. Yeah. And not only does it help the younger players to be playing alongside those experienced players who can give them, provide the wisdom and teach them as they're going. It also prefer- provides those older players with a little bit of reality, too, about what it's like, being in the Eagles if you don't perform
0: yeah, and they they really want to win as well. Uh, and that was the thing that came across from everyone I spoke to. They just this they're not just going out there to you know get experience like they want to get the results we'll see how the weekend goes we can't speak to that now
1: i think it's a long time i think this is a long time not so much a long time coming but i think it's the change in the competition which has helped promote this because when you've got people like Eric Colwood and mossy lawler who have been wanting to develop rugby trying developing rugby in connaught for so long now this is a great opportunity for them to get edge these youngsters closer to professionalism
0: and you know what i love too once it's done after eight weeks they go back to their clubs and yeah the clubs might miss them for those first few weeks and that mightn't be great we don't want to delve into that. But I love the idea of them getting deep into their clubs then and making a big difference at that level. Because Paul Boyle was lighting it up for Buccaneers last year. And a year before that, reading in the paper today, reminding us that he was making a huge impact with Lansdowne. So like that's that's the stepping stone. That's the, the lifeblood of what people are trying to do uh, with the game. And I know, like I, I, I'm, I'm picking up my own club, but I know we're very proud that Matthew Burke was at loose head, Ballon Robe guy, come through with Corinthians since they're the kind of things that matter to the, to the amateur game and, and really matter then to guys coming through in the academy guys bigger picture though William you've talked about the scrums that's a worry right now we need more depth or do we read too much into that one night's different than another that was a brilliant front row kind of came up against tonight so maybe maybe the Conan O'Donnell's don't need to worry too much he's learned a lesson
2: well it's the way Edinburgh play so that there's nothing unusual in that Yeah, and I agree one of the issues was I think they didn't seem to be able to fix the problem no um but maybe the problem wasn't fixable yeah they were very cute They, they oh, worked. that last, penalty, that last before penalty before halftime was picture perfect yeah. slow it down couple of collapses, referee, bump, penalty um, and that's part of the game and the Scarlets might tr- Scarlets would be a different challenge and that, that, that's the whole joy of, the, of, of, of sport because they're going to bring a totally different emphasis on the way they play A very strong pack, but they've lost a couple of key pack people. They've lost Tyg Byrne. They've lost John Beattie. Um, Tyg Byrne was a key player for them last season, but they're still playing some decent rugby, and they had a good win against Leinster last Saturday. And they 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 get that ball moving, and Connacht are going to. But they'll be ready for that. Look, they 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 do the analysis. Um, I just thought it wasn't as complete a performance as Connett were expecting or hoping for and they'll have to play better.
0: Uh, just finishing on the, some positives before we get to any other business. I, t- I think the competition for places in the back line is encouraging me. I, I don't think the back line were superb tonight but I think individually there were some really good moments. I think the way they finished the game was, was great. Neadio Oloquan took a try well. We said in commentary, Lindley, towards the end of that game Matt Healy just looked like the best player on the pitch every time the ball came to him he was electric and he was causing them so much trouble
1: yeah well as individuals we all know that they're
0: talented they're talented players Owen Griffin had a great game tonight some great turnovers really really tenacious
1: yeah he has he has a valuable place there he may be, not be the showy yeah, yeah. player but he, he he has a very valuable place there particularly in terms of his defensive work particularly in terms of his passing so He's not. He's not the same player as Bandyaki is, but he he has a place there, and it's a very valuable one. I think. I think they just. It's very hard to play when the entire team is on the back foot. Yeah. So you you immediately psychologically you're put under pressure, even if you're running onto a kick or running behind you you're put under pressure. So, yeah, not not the best performance from not the best performance from the entire team, but I wouldn't be too disheartened I wouldn't be overly disheartened about that. But one point I just wanted to make about the scrum. When I'm just looking at your stats here or Alan's stats here, yeah. <laughs> whoever stats here. Alan's yeah, if 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 you look at their front row when you've got WP now age thirty two and Stuart McAnally, age 28. Now, Pierre Schumann is twi- only 24. And you've got the likes of Ross Ford, who's 34, and Alan Dell, who's 26, and Simon Bergman, who came on, who's 27. He's, from, he's, the, he's the, the Kiwi. And then you've got Conan O'Donnell, 22. I think, you know, I, I, I think that's a valuable point to make. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a young player of immense talent. And as
0: Andy Friend said, he, they, they will learn these guys are, like you're, you're talking about, a lot of those guys are part of the plans for the Scottish national team at Proppen. You were happy with the change of pace from Blade. It doesn't mean that it, you know, he's necessarily going to start ahead of Marmion or, or something next week, but it was nice for a change to see Blade getting to impact the game the way Marmion sometimes does when he's coming in. You know, as Marmion's been eased back into the squad, it it shifted the other way. Marmion's working with a scrum going backwards, but that's impressive from Blade, and that's something to be encouraged by.
2: Yeah, he sort of seized his opportunity when he was out there. Um, Just going back to something, then, Lisa. One of the issues they they will address is. They were they were really struggling in this game at times but they made some shocking decisions about kicking about players running into bad areas where they weren't supported and that leads to mistakes and knock-ons and possession they gave up an awful lot of possession now they're gonna to have to they'll analyze that and they will have to say right we've got to cut this down by massive percentages because if they cough up possession like that next week they'll get you know the Senecli will 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 be th- thrive on it because they they are a much better attack inside than yeah. Edinburgh. And
0: I think they did it against Ebbree too, and I think they were blessed by the fact that Ebbree couldn't play their way out of the twenty-two and they were coughing up all those chances because yeah. Ebbree just didn't play very well. They were quite poor, but, uh, but yes, they're all, they're,
2: they're all fixables. Yeah. They're all fixable.
3: Thanks to SportsNewsIreland dot com for their sponsorship of the podcast. Go to sportsnewsireland.com for all your Connacht rugby team news.
0: Any other business, guys? Before we get on, hi best of luck to
1: the under 18 yes, girls team by the time
0: people listen to this we'll know the results now it should be said but uh, we'll be it's covering a, it, it I think uh, this is a great whatever they do oh. it's great
1: but I just, I just think this is, a, is another huge development in, in, in Irish rugby and Connacht rugby to have uh, the girls under 18 team and pl- playing these inter-provincials I think is just vital for the whole development and women's rugby in, in Ireland has, has just absolutely blossomed in the last few years
0: Hope you've enjoyed our coverage that we'll have more uh, on that uh next week but we've uh, covered the uh senior team as well who we haven't gone as well but that hasn't held our momentum and hopefully they get the result against ulster right that's it from us we gotta get going flight back tomorrow flying from knock fantastic i mayo international airport i'm calling it even though it's ireland west ireland west airport is it ireland west knock it's ireland west knock airport to give it its correct title but uh ah yeah it was brilliant today wasn't it William?
2: Yeah, very good. Worked very well. Yeah, very good.
0: Haha, <laughs> building up my own yeah, county. I wish there were a few more flights out of not quite frankly. It's yeah, brilliant. The only drawback is you just can't necessarily get the flights for what we want to do all the time, but uh, need over and back within a day, but we'll be doing that tomorrow. The team will be on the plane. That's it from us. Folks, we'll be back during the week. William, we'll be gathering stuff from press conferences. Lots more to look forward to. It's got us next week. Bye. Loose, cut it
1: loose. Break out or nothing changes
0: Sad and confused Don't wait until